0: NWP Radio. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP.
1: NWP
0: Radio. Hi, this is Elise Ibn Adol at the National Writing Project, and I pulled a clip from the archives at NWP Radio. In 2010, Mike Rose, the educator, author, professor at the UCLA Graduate School of Education, visited with a group of NWP teacher consultants who had come together to read his book, Why School? Reclaiming Education for All of Us. In this segment, he answers their questions about why he wrote the book and how he thinks about a lifelong interest of his, the idea of remediation. Now, as schools across the country look towards the aftermath, of the pandemic. This clip reminds us that the language we use to talk about what has been called learning loss or learning recovery matters. Enjoy.
1: I wrote the book because it just seems to me that our public discussion about education is so thin and often negative Now, this is a theme that uh, I've been worried about for a while. The way we talk about school matters. So if if the national discussion is one that is despairing and dismissive, says things like, you know, maybe public schools were once a noble experiment, but now they're a failure, or as one writer in the Weekly Standard put it uh, a year or two ago, started with the line, let's face it, we all know that American public schools are a joke, I mean, if mm-hmm. that's the attitude, if that's the, the the take that you have on this incredible institution, then you're not even left with a problem to solve. You're not even left with a door to open to try and figure out how to make it better. So that national talk, that kind of talk has really bothered me for that reason. And it also bothers me because the way we talk about what education is, what matters, why we do it, it ends up affecting public policy it ends up affecting what gets taught and how it gets taught and how it gets assessed we certainly saw that with no child left behind and furthermore the way we talk about school and the way we talk about education it ends up affecting our definition our very notion of what it means to be educated you know what is the who and what is the educated person in the united states and and i would suggest that the The image of what it means to be educated is a kind of a thin one right now basically we're educating people to find their place in the economic order so the discourse has been reduced to this kind of narrow economic goal purpose i'm absolutely not against schools preparing people for the economic order i mean i come from a working class family and school made my life possible It's just that if that's the only motive, then think of all that gets shut out, the intellectual growth and learning how to learn, the civic motive, the moral and ethical motive, learning for aesthetic purposes, learning to learn how to learn with other people. There's so many other reasons that we send kids to school in a democracy. And finally, I think it matters, that is the way we talk about school matters, because it takes us to the kind of very heart of who we are as a, as a nation. I mean, I, I do think that the schools are one of our central institutions, and the way we talk about school and the purpose of school, I think, begins to affect our sense of just who we are and, and, and what we want to become. In the, it seems to me that in a democratic society, in a, in, a, in a society that values people having a second chance, that believes that people should be able to return to something to give it another shot and that's that's very central to our notion of ourselves this notion of a second chance society i I believe that in such a society there have to be these places along the way in the educational system where people have a chance to come at material again and to come at it in a way that helps them master it furthermore in an educational system that is like ours, that is, that is so vast and that operates with such varied levels of quality. I mean, obviously, if you go to a fluent school in K through 12 in well-to-do neighborhoods, the kind of education you're gonna get might be quite different if you're in, in if you come from a, from a poor area where schools are understaffed and under-resourced and there's a lot of turnover and all of that. So there's a lot of variation in preparation, just as there's, there's wide variation and ever-growing variation between rich and poor. So if you have these kinds of disparities, then you absolutely need to have some kinds of institutional spaces that attempt to redress those disparities. So given those two things I said, this notion of a second-chance society, and then the notion that our system is, is imperfect in many ways, then I think we're obligated to have these points along the way where people can have a chance to come again at material that they haven't learned before. Now, here's what's hugely important here, and it's something I've spent so much of my life working on and thinking about. What's hugely important is that remediation itself often needs to be basically rethought because it's too often is grounded on, the, on very reductive notions about learning. That, okay, if someone hasn't learned these math facts or hasn't learned to put a sentence together in a clear and grammatical way, if they haven't learned that earlier, then they need to come at it again in a, in a very basic kind of skills-oriented, skills and drills kind of way. And if we can just keep pounding that in enough, then they're going to get it. Some of the notions that we have about language and cognition related to remediation, have been huge barriers in getting us to think about this second chance in really more robust and exciting ways, where we create the conditions where we immerse people in rich reading and writing, but we think of ways to, to scale it down, to bring it to where they are, to think of ways to engage them with it, to provide a lot of scaffolding. and In other words, to immerse them right away in the richness of reading and writing, appropriately designed and engineered for where they are and then moving them toward a greater kind of proficiency. So I favor the notion of remediation, but I'm the first to admit that often the way we do it is not effective. There's lots of ways that we're we're not doing well by big chunks of the population in our schools. Poor kids, immigrant kids, working class students of color working-class white kids. So there's, so there's lots that needs to be done, and that's what reform is all about, right? So the reform impulse is a good impulse. The, the citizenry scrutinizing its institutions is essential, but the form it's taken, this focus on, on particular kinds of tasks with huge stakes in them, the negative, despairing language about schools, the kind of teacher bashing rhetoric that has emerged, those are just not the elements of truly productive and generative reform. So you can be in favor of reform as a necessary part of a democratic society, but certainly take issues with, with the shape uh, and the language and the ideology uh, and assumptions of a
0: particular reform moment. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. NWP.